The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I know normally, normally you hear little Jimmy Jimmy Bird's voice, but he cannot talk because he is stuffing, stuffing his face right now yes. with, with with crackers. Go ahead, Jimmy. My my um my uh, setup is a little different today. My mic's different, so I apologize if it doesn't sound well. My peas are popping, and uh. I'm just not set up as well. I have to have my I have to have something dump my equipment. Um, what are you eating? What are you eating? I'm done now. I just finished. I was just chewing a cracker. Well, just a cracker? Yeah. Nothing entertaining about that. No, Any, not at all. Was it a triscuit? No, but I do like a good triscuit. If you want the truth, I've seen your Instagram. I know you like a good triscuit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, triscuit. These yeah. are all the little nuggets that our UFC unfiltered fans want to know about. That is true. These are for the hardcores. What type of a cracker does Jim enjoy? Oh, it would be a. Uh... <laughs> We're coming out swinging, Jimmy. We, are. we yes, have sir. a great show. I can't. I can't wait. Who do we have on today? I'm only. <laughs> uh, we have Sajara and uh, Gerald Mishra. Yeah. Let's start the show over. Hold on. Let's start over right now. Oh no, no! I think it's great. We're rolling. <laughs> Why would we? Gerald Mershard is on the show, and and listen, Sajara. I say Sajara. What do you yes. say? Sajara. Good. You bags. This is the first time we're talking to her. So I'm excited. I like, I don't like meeting new, nowhere I like meeting new people, right here. I don't like meeting new people in person. Oh, she's ready to go. What timing, Jimmy? Hi, Sajara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Where are, where are you now? It's hard for me to, I don't have like glasses on so I can hardly see anything. Uh, where are you now? I'm at the residence inn. I'm at the fighter hotel in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, okay. 
Uh, you you guys aren't quarantining at this point anymore, are you? No, I mean, no, they don't quarantine us until after the um to after weigh-ins. But no, nah, it's not super strict like how it used to be. What would you do in those times? Because it was really weird as people, like little habits we developed or things that we, you know, for a weight cut, it must have been a bitch because it's just things that you might have been normally used to doing that you couldn't do. What what habits did you kind of get into that you hadn't had before? Um, I started, I got a little uh, Nintendo uh, Switch, I think. <laughs> I started playing uh, Zelda, <laughs> like the first year of quarantine, I was playing Zelda. Um, I don't play it as much anymore because we got a little bit more freedom, but right. Um, and it was a little funny getting used to cutting in the hotel the first couple of first couple of bouts in the in the quarantine there. But um, now we got access to the PI again, so we're good to go there. I'll tell you, people shit on video games, but I love them. I just want to make that that's more of a, a, a like a statement than merely a question. But I'm just saying when I hear because sometimes I tell I this is it, Shajara. I feel like my buddy Jimmy judges me. He's not saying it to you, but he, you know I tell him I play VR a lot and stuff. And I think he kind of looks down upon it because I'm a grown ass man. Do you think well, there's Matt, something wrong with an adult playing video games? I bought no. a, a, a hell. I bought a, a VR helmet because of Matt. And Matt talked me into getting one. I want one. It's on my Christmas list. I want to know what's going on here. I want to play some of this VR stuff. I like playing video games. I, I think uh, you know it's not too immature. It's a nice way to spend the time. Uh, it's competitive, you know. And video games are hard now too. Not like I used to have a Sega Genesis. They're much tougher now. Yeah, exactly. It's not like back in the day where you're playing Pong, Jimmy. You understand? I mean, <laughs> technology, it's a, you go to a different place. Well, I was in arcade. I mean, I'm a lot older, so I, I would do the arcades. Um, you know, when you were like in the 80s, you'd go to the arcades, and then they had the home versions of those games, but they always sucked. Like the home version of Asteroids, it was never good because it had like a joystick, and you couldn't steer the ship with the stupid joystick. So games now are better, yeah. Yeah, much better now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that far back, but I did have a Nintendo. I had <laughs> the original Nintendo. <laughs> Do you remember in television? I know you're only 36. Do you remember in television? No, no. Oh, yeah, that was, that was one of the earlier gaming systems. It, it didn't make it. My dad did. My my dad probably knows because my dad had an Atari. He had he had an Envision. He had a little Pong game. My dad probably knows. He used to have games when I was little. Oh, heck yeah. Coleco Vision. Oh, yeah. I'm over my age now. <laughs> anyway, it's fun. And uh, so you you had I, I always liked when they were cutting weight in the pandemic when they had those like portable um saunas for the rooms. I didn't <sighs> know those existed, but you guys would have like a little like doesn't your head just kind of stick out of it? Yeah, you sit in a little box and your head sticks out of it. And I man, the first the first quarantine, I was like, I hate this fucking thing so much. I got used to it now, but I was like this is ridiculous. Like what where's is, we need a real sauna? And it's supposed to help because your head's out, it's supposed to like feel better. But I actually kind of hate it because I can't sit still. I'm the type that like moves around the sauna. Like I want to get up, I want to stretch, I want to shadow box, I want to move around. You just gotta sit in this box, like with this thing to your neck. It's it's uh it was torturous, but they got it got the weight off, man. They, they work. And you're a little bit you said you're a little bit uh you like to move around. Do you have like a like a lot of energy? It's kind of hard for you to, it's hard for me to sit still as well. Like I'm I'm I, I just discovered books on tape. Like I'm I'm reading, I'm too all over the place to read. Are you, are you kind of like that? It's hard for you to, to stay in one place? Um, A little bit. I just think like when it's just like, I think in normal life, I can lay down just fine. I can sit still for hours. I don't know what it is about cutting weight. Like I sit in the sauna and I'm like, I have to move around. I can't just sit there. Like some people just like, sit still and just like, no, nah, I got to like put some music on. Like I got to do like some yoga. I got to like, 
just move. I can't, I have a hard time just like sitting in the sauna for like 30 or 40 minutes in a row. And I'm always like moving around, changing my seat, laying down, sitting up, all of that. <laughs> how, how were you as a kid? Were you very um, energetic? Were you all over the place? No, no, I didn't. This is pretty. So like, I actually was pretty sedative. Um, I didn't really start playing sports until uh, high school. I was pretty, um, I played outside because I was still a little bit older at 36. We still played outside a lot, you know, yeah. um, but I wasn't like any more particularly active than most other kids. No. What uh, what sports did you play when you were a kid? Um, so I did karate when I was real little. And then uh, I played high school basketball. And then I played tennis as a walk on in college. Wow. Were you any good? I mean, obviously karate you were good, but like how about at basketball or anything else? Did you have no, like, no? <laughs> and tennis? How about tennis? I just fouled out every game. My job was to like set fouls and picks. That's what I did. <laughs> and tennis is a good sport to be good at because there's so much money to be made for like a high tier tennis player. I have no aptitude for any of that. Um, no, I was definitely nowhere near being paid. I was just like walking on to my little HBCU DC D3 tennis team. Um, it was <laughs> good cardio at the time. I'm pretty sure I learned a lot of good lateral movement. Um, Tennis is good. I've got a daughter now. I hope to get her into it because that's it really is like big bucks. These, you know, tennis players make lots and lots and lots of money. Um, but it's a tough, it's I mean, hard sport. I mean, it looks like you're just hitting the thing back and forth, I like guess, ping pong, but there's so much strategy and game plan, and there's like top spin and backspin. It's it's a lot going on in tennis. Hey, I was gonna ask you what uh what discipline you started with, but you said it was karate. That's what you started with. I did karate when I was real little, but I would say my official discipline I started in would be jujitsu. When I was 22, I joined uh, Lloyd Irvin's and, and got my black belt under him. So I was under uh, Lloyd's from like 2008 to 2016, um, just doing straight up gi jujitsu. Oh, wow. That's that. Competing that's in the IBJJF. Yeah. yeah. So, so where do you train now? I'm under Mark Henry and uh, Ricardo Almeida, Ryan Cafair out in New Jersey. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, train out in Nick Catones. We spar over there. So, yeah, I'm with the Jersey crew. Frankie, Caitlin Chukagian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was a good crowd. All right. It was. All right. That, that's amazing. So when did you know this was going to be your path? When did when you, you were in jiu-jitsu? And then what made you want to transition to MMA? Um, so, no lie. Like, I, I kind of wanted to do MMA early on, but I didn't have any base. So, you know, a couple of coaches like, look, you want to do MMA, you got to have a, a base in something, either boxing or striking or whatever. I was like, I love jujitsu. So I focused on that for a couple of years. And then once I hit, so I kind of knew once I, once I got like my brown belt, black belt, I would start moving over to jujitsu. So around like 2000 and uh, I started jujitsu 2008, around 2010, I started just boxing on the side, just training, boxing and striking and wrestling, but focusing heavily on my gi. And then I won the Worlds at Brown Belt in 2011, I think, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, and then once I got that first, you know, gold medal in the gi and Brown Belt, I still was like, you know, I wanted to move over to MMA, but then I was so caught up in the jujitsu bug. I was like, all right, I got to get my black belt first. <laughs> so yeah. I her fight feet wet finished with a kimura and then went back got my black belt and then went went balls all out in mma um and in 2016 after i left lloyd's i knew i needed more of an mma round at school when i went out to the ultimate fighter um i was on team eddie and that's how i met mark and that's when i really started developing the mma the wrestling the cage the boxing the striking that's when i really put together and you had uh you had covid uh recently uh this was obviously your first time getting it 
Um, supposedly I had it. I didn't have a single symptom. Oh, none, none. Not a single symptom, but I did test positive. Um, yeah, in October I was supposed to fight. Um, supposed to fight. I passed my at home test. Does, isn't that the best way to? I, I don't think I've had it, but isn't that the best way to get it? Where you just like, hey, they told me I had it, so maybe I have some antibodies, but I didn't actually have to get sick. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope them antibodies are. Um, Cause I sure got delayed a little bit for it, but yeah, I hope so. I've been thinking that like, all right, maybe I'm immune now, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Every time I think I know what's going on, I, I, I realize how stupid this made me realize how dumb I really am. Like the pandemic, that's the main thing I learned is that I'm really dumb and I'm very easily, whatever, whoever sounds smartest in the moment, that's who I'm kind of listening to. Yeah. Whoever's like making sense right now. It's like, you know, as long as I, I got to get done. Yeah, it's nice that life is going back to normal, though. So you're able to kind of go back to your routine. Was there any habits that you that you said, you know what, I don't want to go back to this habit? Anything that you picked up one that you didn't want to go back to because of uh, life getting back to normal? Well, I learned to cook, so that's been cool. Um, I learned how to cook, like for you know, for healthy foods and for for my day to day camp. Because usually I'm just eating like whatever meals the UFC sends us, whatever frozen icon. I think. Now. um but yeah i learned how to move around the kitchen a little bit so i'm glad i learned that because that's been helpful <laughs> did you self-taught you did you take a class or did you just like like so many people there's just time to kill and you said i'm gonna learn something just time to kill it's just time to kill i didn't have i started with all the healthy stuff you know because i was in camp through most of the quarantine anyway so i was just starting with like chicken i was like I, there's got to be something more exciting than just microwaving chicken and broccoli like let's start let's start there so i was just messing around with simple like proteins veggies and like grains and uh you know messing around with some presentation i watched the food network so i was making sure like my place looked all nice you know I'm a big food network girl so <laughs> once i got the presentation down it was good to go what else you watching besides the food network you you streaming anything i've been trying to get into so i've been watching i'm not much i watch like junk tv like i watch a lot of network and like hgtv i watch like the 600 pound life yeah. yeah, like 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I can't stop with that show. I can't <laughs> stop with 90 Day Fiance. It's like I can't look away. It's terrible. I'm like, these these are these people are making such horrible decisions and I can't stop watching. But you know what the worst is when you're watching 90 Day Fiance and then you turn it on and you realize it's pillow talk. So like you're gonna watch <laughs> other people from the show talking and say, like, I don't want to see this shit. I, how in, in this world do I need to be? Like it's uh, like they, they pillow talk, they have 90 day fiance, they have uh before the 90 days, happily ever after. I just it's always on. You name like five of them, Jimmy. I know, <laughs> but that's kind of just junk TV. You're just sitting there watching the train wreck. Yeah, usually it's like it's like on in the background. I'm like cleaning or like you know, but the one thing I've been dedicated on to, so one of my coaches is big on anime. Um, so that's been the only other thing I'm watching. I watched um all of Demon Slayer and all of Attack on Titan. So I don't think I'm anime fan i don't want to get people excited but i have been watching some anime a little bit so that's been something new since quarantine yeah that's something i'm not into but i got into my brother-in-law loves it watch super crooks uh from mark miller i think i've been calling him millard it's not millard it's the guy who did kick ass okay <laughs> kill the name yeah. mark miller from miller world yeah he does, he's got a thing with netflix but it's called super crooks and oh man that's a great i don't even consider it's an anime but it's a great story and everything. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, you're going to watch it any day now. You know, I can't do anime. <laughs> I, I wish I liked it because there's so much. Isn't Israel a big uh, anime fan? Yeah. This, yeah, there's a, I, there's so much of it that's really good that I kind of wish I could get into that 
you know when you see like a bunch of people enjoying a whole world of things that you just can't enjoy yeah like, shit i'm missing out yeah it's, there's some animes i can't there's some of them that i i can't get into but there's just a like few that i've seen that i'm like man it's pretty good and they're like motivating i get why martial artists love them so much all about like overcoming obstacles it's, right. it's all like, every every episode is like i can do it so i'm like all right cool <laughs> now by the way you said you cook i've never learned to cook i i uh, is there anything that you really want to be able to cook? Um, yeah, so I hope to be able to cook like just regular home cooked, like mom style meals. Like I'm a mom, right? And I hope to be able to learn to cook like at some point, just regular home style, classic home cooking for like my kid. I got a four year old and it's like she's going to grow up and be like, I love that you made delicious lime and thighs. But can I just have like fried chicken like every other yeah. kid? So stuff, so stuff like that, I hope to one day be able to like mess around with like some good, just regular home cooking. So I'm like not worrying about how many grams of protein are in it type stuff. <laughs> right. You want to make something that this a kid would like to eat as opposed to something you need when you're cutting weight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So she's four years old now. Obviously, it's way too soon to see where she's going to go, what direction. But like, would you recommend the direction you've gone in? Would you think that's a, a would you recommend that to her? Or would you say this is too hard? Do something else. Um, it's not about it being too hard. Um, I, I just don't know um, if I can handle how my parents can handle me like fighting. You know, it's my little girl. Um, that would be <laughs> I don't know. Like I think about her getting into combat sports like boxing or wrestling or MMA. And I'm like, eh, don't you want to do like tennis or like soccer, or, like ballet, music, something that doesn't require me having to watch you like get punched in the face. Um, so hopefully she picks a, I hope she gets into sports and arts though. That's, that's really what I hope for and that she falls in, in love with something and whatever she wants to do that she's passionate about. Um, I'll support her. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be like, I would be happy if she wanted to follow my footsteps. I wouldn't be mad at all. Um, but I would hope that she wants to try a different type of sport. Honestly. Uh, let me ask you, because I've been in, in similar shoes. You had a couple of losses in a row here. And then your last fight, you got the monkey off your back. You won in, in round one, KO, TKO. I mean, that's how did the, and how did you stay mentally on, like, on course? How did you uh, not get discouraged after those two losses? Um, just, just having faith, you know, turning, um, I changed a lot of things in my life in 2021, um, being my ex split up, I, I moved out on my own. I started refocusing my life, you know, taking a couple L's. It just felt like my career was, it was just sidewinding, you know, just going, going left, not really going up. Like I really wanted it to just remain in faith. I, I looked at my body. I'm young, I'm healthy still. Um, I've been blessed enough to, to not have any serious injuries and, you know, why, why can't I, you know, why can't I have a second resurgence in my career? I see so many other fighters do it. Look at Charles Oliveira, uh, uh, Glover Teixeira, like, um, man, like, and there's so many other fighters, like off the top of my head that have just fought, you know, I looked around at people who are champions and then like the top five and they have 15, 20, 25 fights in the UFC. Like, you know, I looked, I was like, oh, I'm still like midway through my career. I still got plenty of fights to go. So that's sort of what, you know, I just kind of looked at my peer group and was like, I'm not even the only, I don't even have the worst record here. So I might as well keep fighting and keep working hard. Um, so I refocused, went back to the division that I felt like was best for me because I think I was struggling a lot in bantamweight weight as far as my frame um, and just was determined to put a new fire under my ass and, and, and we got it done and we're ready for number two now this weekend. 
Yeah, Gl- Glover and, and, and also um, uh, DC even, how, how well he fought uh, up into his, uh, you know, to 40. Like, that's got to be encouraging to fighters too. Like, if you just, there's so many ways to get healthier now. There's so many ways to stay healthy and recover from injuries. That's got to be encouraging to every fighter to see, especially to share it. What he just did is, it, it's fucking amazing. Oh, it's so incredible. I'm going to, he made me want to like, I train right with Frankie Edgar. How can I forget Frankie? Like, that's you right. know, look right in the room and you're like, bro, Frankie, the next day after, after his last fight, you know, unfortunately it was a loss. I mean, on Monday he's in the gym on the bike. Like, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. So I'm surrounded by um, people close by and in my environment. It is super motivational when you see stories like Glover Teixeira and, and Charles Oliveira and Frankie Edgar and, and even, uh, Edson Barbosa went back and forth to a couple of weight classes. It's it's been good. And where were you? Where did we, where did you come up? Where, where were you raised? I was born and raised in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you, you st- are you still there? Like when you're not training, or do you do you did you leave there for good? No, I left there for good uh, when I left high school. Like even before I started fighting, I left in uh, 2003. I graduated high school and I really went back. <laughs> um, but my family's still there. I'll be there for Christmas. Um, I still go home. Um, it's a small town, so I like to go home and let like some of the local people know that hey, I was born and raised here, and it's um it's the type of town that like you know a lot of people don't like to represent. They leave and and they pretend that they never grew up there. But I like to let my Springfieldians know that. Like, you know, there's there's bigger goals out there than uh, staying home. So, um, you know, hopefully all my Springfieldians remember me, even though I haven't been home in a while. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've worked in Springfield. I mean, I've worked everywhere in Massachusetts at one point. Is it near Holyoke? Um, yep. it, it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, birthplace of basketball. It's um, right past Holyoke. We're like just short of, we're in between like Holyoke and uh, Agawam. We're closer to Holyoke. Oh, okay. So did you fight in school when you were a kid? Because I'm always interested how fighters behaved as kids. Or, or were you like a really good student? Uh, okay, so I was a really good student, but I did get into a couple of scuffles. Um, I was just kind of a bruiser. So, like, you know, I was kind of one of them girls that I just didn't take nothing. Or, like, one of my friends got into a fight. Like, all right, we all got beef. You know, I was on the basketball team, so there was always some kind of pushing and shoving with girls on the basketball team. Like, <laughs> so there was always little, little scuffles, little fights like that. Um, but nothing, um, I wasn't a troublemaker, but I, I got into a few little scuffles. I, I got a couple of detentions, nothing crazy. Friends from high school, they're not surprised by your choice of uh, profession. <laughs> probably not. They're probably more surprised at the weight loss, but the attitude has always been there. <laughs> a couple of my friends are like, no, you're always, you were always tough here. We, we always knew you were a bruiser. So not surprised. And what are you expecting out of, uh, Melissa Gatto on, uh, on Saturday? They're saying it's kind of like a your striker grappler matchup. I mean, do you kind of know what you think she's going to do? Who's the striker? <laughs> Is it me? Thank you. <laughs> no one. I'm a um, I guess you can call it strike classic striker striker grappler matchup because I know she's um heavy on the ground. She's got a lot of submissions. I think she's going to want it to go there, but unfortunately, I'm not. I haven't been able to show my jujitsu as much, especially in that bantamweight division. But I, I got a lot of jujitsu up my sleeve, so um, I should be the grappler in this matchup. But well, um, you know, wherever the fight goes, I'm confident that I'll dominate. Um, I've been loving, I've been loving striking under Mark Henry. We've been really putting together a good game plan with him and Ryan Cafaro. And on the ground, man, I'm, that's my favorite place to be. So let's go. I hope it gets there soon. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny when they say things like striker versus grappler. It really is kind of hard to tell because. Everybody is so kind of good at everything now. Like some are just better in certain areas that you think you know. It's like okay against Oliveira Poria, you kind of knew that Charles wants to 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 get him on the ground, and that's kind of you know that was what happened. 
But a lot of times it's not that cut and dry when, when two people are kind of, you know, uh, equally matched. Yeah, yeah. I think she, she's listed as a purple belt, but I've seen her film. She's not bad on the feet either, so um, I think she's going to be tough. She's young. She's coming out of Brazil. Those Brazilian girls are always tough. She's got a nice record. I don't think she's coming to fuck around, and neither am I, so we'll, we'll um, put an honor on Saturday night. Are you good at watching tape? Do you like doing that, or, or will you watch minimal and let your coaches do it? I let my coaches do the most, but I like to do it. Um, oh, you Mark do? On it. Yeah, I like to. Um, early on in the camp, it gives me one or two feelings. I'm either like, oh, my God, this girl's so good. What am I doing? I'm like sweating. Or I'm like, she's a bomb. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> like, those are one of two reactions. But throughout the fight camp, they change. Like, I'm like, the first time I watch it, I'm like, this girl's a scrap. Let's go. And I watch it again. I'm like, oh, but wait, man, she's really good here. and She's really good there. Like, oh, I'm getting nervous now. And I watch it again. I'm like, oh, I'm bugging. Now, so I'll go through all the ups and downs of watching it. But what's most important is um, gathering the data and, and trying to see if we can um, pick up any habits and, and add to what we're already planning on doing. The big thing is making sure my game plan is set. I want to execute what I want to do. But we want to study the film and see what types of habits and styles our, our, our opponent's going to try to bring. Yeah, I think, uh, Matt, we've talked to people, too, who say that they've watched people's highlight reels. And when you start watching them, you're like, holy fuck, I can't fight this. Like this person, you, you psych yourself out a little bit if you're just watching somebody's better moments. Yeah. No, I like to watch the whole fight. If you watch a highlight reel, yeah, you're like, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to think somebody's a bum either, like, because uh, – and no, nobody thought that Pena was a bomb. I mean, obviously, she was number three. But, I mean, you, you look at, like, Amanda and her, what just happened. It's like when everybody expects one person uh, to win, one fighter to be, you can never rely on that because mm -hmm. you know, there's two people trying to hurt each other in the, in the cage. Yeah. No, that's why no one's, you can't sleep on anybody. Like, you know, a lot of people have asked me about Melissa. She's an unknown. Like, look, she ain't an unknown to me. She, <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, that's why, that's why I like the beginning of camp. Again, they go like, once I get settled in, in a nice, happy, because I'm usually like, you know, far left or far right. But no, no one's, no one's a bum in this game. If you're in the UFC, gotta be something, something there. Yeah. Well, Sajara, look, it's good talking to you. This is our, your first time on the show. It's fun having you on, and uh, good luck on Saturday night, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Um, but this was a fun hang. It was really good having you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I've been listening to the show a little happy for this to be my first time. I hope to come on again. Oh, definitely. And uh, good luck on Saturday. We'll talk to you after. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. All right, Sajara Eubanks. Thank you. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorne.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code ufc one zero. And you get 10% off, and Matt and I get the credit, and that's all that matters. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. She's nice. Very nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like her. I like meeting new people here, Jimmy. I do, too. And then we have old friend Ger- Gerald Marshall. Mershar. Yeah. No, listen, he'll be here soon. Let's talk about the fights this weekend. Um, and You know what I'm doing, though? I guess what? I'm not watching it at Longo's house. Why? It's fucking is it a dog? What is Lucky. Lucky is the that, that dog. I'm having nightmares of that fucking appearance. Really? I'm not. I'm not. That's the last time I go to Longo's house. Was Lucky all, all right? over the place? Oh, dude. Just I do. I, really? I'm trying to. This, Longo, do you see the four cameras around filming us and filming Yucky just fucking yapping at us? You said Yucky. No, yup, Yucky. He is Yucky. I can't stand that little fuck. You might lucky. say Lucky. All right. Listen to me. It, it was It was hijinks. But L- Lucky wanted some of your pizza. Lucky was a Lucky was a spoiled little shit. I don't blame Lucky. <laughs> I, blame, I blame his. I blame his owner. I, you know, Derek Lewis is fighting. Yes, Chris he is. That's a great fight. The main card, seven p.m. Eastern time. That is a great fight. What do you think of that? He's crafty, Dawkins. Yes, he is, and Lewis is coming off that that uh, loss to Cyril Gon. I I don't know. I mean. Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I realized after last week how bad I am at picking fights. Um, I'm just not good at it. Every time I'm, I get on a good roll where I pick a couple. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pick Charles Oliveira by Rear Naked Choke? No, I didn't. No, but I wasn't surprised when it happened. Somebody did. Of course you're not surprised. The guy's got the most submission wins and yada, yada. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you right now, I feel good about this Chris, I, I feel that this Chris Douglas guy, he has some momentum here. Yeah, he does. Abdurakimov and uh, Olenek. See, the thing, this is it. This is Derek Lewis. He, he, you know, he's got his weapons, but I think Chris Douglas, who who beat my brother-in-law, by the way, Edwin. Oh, when did they fight? They fought a real combat a while ago. I remember that. I think I was there for that one. I don't know, you know. But uh, anyway, he's. He's crafty, and I think he looks at this fight. He knows the popularity of Lewis. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm going to say Chris Dawkins by decision. No. Yes. Ah, third round stoppage. Oh, wait. It's a main court main event. Stoppage. Chris Dawkins. He's going to get him. And I like Derek Lewis. Chris Dawkins is a big Philly cop. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Just a big, there's nothing more of a nightmare than a fucking Philly cop. Just a big, they're very, very tough guys. I, I don't know, man. Um, it's But I don't think, is Derek Lewis going to be stopped twice in a row? I went up five pounds from last week. I got so happy, Jimmy. I got so happy that I got back from my vacation and I was like lighter than when I left. 
Yeah. Then I became a, a glutton all week. That's all right. You're allowed a little bit. And Jimmy, I ate, I ate eggplant rolls. I ate some pizza. And I did that for like at least four or five days straight. And now I'm five pounds heavier. So I'm going to train tonight, Jimmy. But more importantly, Gerald Mershot is in the waiting room. Yeah. Let's talk to Gerald and then we'll talk more about my, my diet woes. Okay. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing, man? Yo, man, it's been a minute, like the kids say. Jimmy goes, we didn't talk to him in a minute. I go, Jimmy, don't, don't try to sound young. <laughs> <laughs> it's really been a long time. Yeah, it has been, well, heck, since last year, right? Uh, September of, uh, a twi- I, was it right before the Shemaya fight? I don't remember, uh, whatever that That's, was. It was. Yep. Yes. It was, yeah. I like the way you handle that shit afterwards. You're like, ah, I forgot what you wrote, but I think it was something very just, what well, you, you had to, you rolled with that shit. Yeah. Not much else you can do. I mean, everybody's seen what happened, so there's no way to sugarcoat it, really. But the best thing you could do after that is to do exactly what you did, is is take some limbs. I mean, after that fight, I mean, since then, dude, you've been on a tear. It's great, dude. You came back with two submission wins, and, uh, and that was wild. That's why people like you, man, because of the perseverance. Because I'll tell you, some guys have a rough night in the, in, in the uh, cage like that. They have a hard time getting their footing again and their confidence up. And you had to go through some fucking battles since then and came out on top. So good for you, Gerald. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that means a lot coming from you too, Matt. So that's, that was really cool. Jimmy, do you want to add a compliment in? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I've ever gotten one from you, Matt. So I don't know what it feels like. I'm, Gerald looks like he's really happy to be receiving one, but I, I've never gotten one. I don't know what it feels sorry, like. Sorry, sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Dustin Stolfus, uh, he's coming off a couple of losses. Does that ever, ever look at what the fighter just did before you? Like, because you know you're fighting somebody coming off two losses. They might be a bit more. Uh, a win might be more important to them than it would have been two fights ago. Like, you know what I mean? They, they, they're fighting maybe for what they see as their career. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look the guy up, you kind of scout him, so to speak. You watch film. Uh, so I'm very aware that, you know, he hasn't won a UFC fight yet. He's on a two-fight skid. So all that seems to be in my favor. But uh, I just got done telling somebody else, I've been there myself. You know what I mean? Last time, right after I talked to you guys, I was there myself. And, uh, and you know, the old saying is a wounded animal is a dangerous animal. So I know maybe he might, I'm expecting him to look even better than he has in all of his other UFC fights. So I to go out there and get a finish, but 
well, I don't expect to be an easy night for me. And as confident as I'm feeling and as prepared as I feel, I'm still keeping that in the back of my mind and making sure, I'm, you know, I'm on, uh, I'm level headed going in there. I like that saying about the wounded animals, a, a dangerous animal, but there's definitely different circumstances. Like Jimmy, for me and you, Gerald, argh, I think we'd be dangerous. Jimmy, I think would be like a little itsy bitsy bird with, <laughs> with the wing. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I should touch it. Maybe though, I won't disown it. But then we, we cuddle him up and little Jimmy. And, you would be surprised. All I. And how fast I can run when I'm wounded. You would be surprised at how quickly I turn around and run. I'm, I'm sorry, Jim. No, don't be. You're correct. All right. Let's get <laughs> don't be. Don't apologize for being right. Yeah. And his last, uh, Dustin's last loss was a submission, too. Uh, so you, that means you with the most uh, submissions as a middleweight. That's got it. Again, there's nothing. You can't take that for granted. You're going to get that. But you have to at least know that's the direction you could look in. Uh, yeah, so his last fight, he fought Rodolfo Vieira, who's, you know, like a whatever 10-something time jiu-jitsu champion. So, obviously, he got a submission. But Rodolfo was also beating him on the feet. He was out landing him with the jab. He was uh, hitting his one-twos real crisp and just kind of outboxing him, really. So, um, you know, I think the guy's not actually that bad on the ground because, again, the submission came on the feet. Rodolfo actually jumped on his back and kind of backpacked him when he got that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really going to try and go out there and make this a uh, stand-up fight. But every time I do that and I try and knock someone out or get him in the clinch, somebody ends up shooting. I find the neck and that's, you know, <laughs> just how it ends up going down, which I'm not mad about. But uh, I think my biggest advantage in this one, at least I think before stepping in there, I think right now my biggest advantage would be on the feet. But, you know, we get in there, we'll figure it out. And uh, you became a dad. Is this your first uh, your first child, your son? Yeah, it's my first one. He's uh like seven months now. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Is is it what, what you expected, or is it harder than you thought, or is it easier than you thought? Uh, it's it's not hard. I mean, I, I knew it's mostly what I expected, but, like, you know, you don't know how you feel until it happens, right? And it's, it's the greatest thing ever. And luckily for us, my kid is awesome, man. Like, he sleeps really well. He doesn't fuss a lot. If he's like crying, it's because he's hungry or needs to be changed. And if you solve one of those two problems, it's like he's just smiling and giggling at everything. It's it's great. Has he flown yet? Uh, yeah, actually, we took him. Uh, I took a little fight trip to uh, Florida, kind of half vacation, half training down with my guy uh, JP down there at Fusion Excel and some of those guys. And um, yeah, he he did fine. I think he on the flight there and back, he cried one time on the flight back for like not even a couple minutes, and that was it. You see, Jimmy, you're never too old. You know understand? I see that you're asking all these questions to Gerald. And I know in the past, you when you've had, had, you had goldfish and stuff, if you want a child, maybe you should start getting moving, Jimmy. No, it's like Bill Burr's a friend of mine. He flies helicopters. So I'll talk to Bill and I'll ask him helicopter questions because I think it's fascinating. But I have no desire to become a helicopter pilot. That's the way kids frighten me. Like, I, I, I wouldn't want to take care of something. Um, I'm afraid I wouldn't do it right, but I am interested as to how people handle having a kid for the first time. But I'm, I'm too old. Ah, you're fine. Jump in there. You got it. All right, let me let me rephrase that. I'm too lazy. I am too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jimmy, that in his ways. Yeah, I guess so. I am, but the flying thing I asked too because when when kids are crying on a flight, like when when your son cried on a flight, do you panic? Like, oh fuck, he's making noise, or do you just? Is it a different mentality when you're the parent and it's happening? Uh, I, I just generally don't panic. I'm a pretty even-keeled yeah. person. If I do, it's kind of 
you probably wouldn't be able to tell too much, but no, I, you know, if he's crying, I'm like, Oh, you know, they, they for sure uh, will take on whatever ever energy you're giving them. So like, if you're all anxious, they're going to pick up on that. Uh, and you know, I just stay calm. He stays calm. Everybody's happy. And what are you going to do? Sometimes there's like rude people like, Oh, a baby. It's like, yeah, but what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? Talk to the reason with the baby. It's a baby. I get more annoyed right. with rude people. Like, you know what I mean? Than I would a kid. Like a baby. Absolutely. You know? So like, and that's the thing too. A baby's going to cry. A baby's going to cry. And even before I had a kid, I don't got a problem with that. Now, if you're ignoring your kid or something, then, yeah. or like not trying, that's one thing. But yeah, baby's cry, man. Like, welcome to life. This is, we're all in it together. <laughs> yeah. I was on a flight one time. You're right. It's, 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 it's not the kid crying. And there was a kid screaming in the row in front of me. And the mother, he was asking for like some trail mix or some shit. And the mom is going, no, no trail. And the kid is, it's like, don't use this as a time to teach discipline. Like whatever you have to do to stop this from happening, please stop this from happening. But she was just trying to prove that she wasn't going to give in and give him the trail mix. So I gave him some food, uh, which was, you know. That's not, that's right. She should have gave into that little fatty. That's not the right advice, Jimmy. Well, on the plane it is. Because he wasn't an infant. Was like, no, see, know. I'm going to, at that point when they're that old to understand, I don't know, maybe it'll be different when I get there myself, but I always feel like people are getting a little too soft with their kids sometimes. Like, I don't think you should beat your kids. I think that's a terrible thing to do, but I don't think hitting them's out of the question necessarily. Like, I don't mean causing injury, but like, they, they should understand, like, and this is the thing. Everybody's got a different personality. There's different ways of discipline. I know, you know, some people that don't respond to that at all. And I know, like, even when I was a little kid, every once in a while, my dad had to go upside my head real quick. And yeah. that sent the message, you know, straight clear and through. I'm sorry I'm boring you with my story, Jimmy. No, but no, no, no. Kid, this might be good information. <laughs> You're not boring. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually yawning because I remember soap in my mouth when I was a kid. Um, and I, I, I've got hit as a kid, but it wasn't uh, being beaten or anything. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, – it did kind of help on on some level, but then again, do we? I don't know if we know that or not. Because like, how would I have been if I didn't get hit? I don't know. But um, you know, it. it I don't. I might have backfired. <laughs> might have backfired. Might have backfired in your case, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you wouldn't be paying people to cause you pain. Jimmy's got a different set of, of um scruples and standards. But listen, hey man, I, I got little girls, so it's a little different for me because my wife. They're, oh, more yeah. afraid of, they're more afraid of my wife than me. Yeah, they'll tell you right away. Like, ah, like you know, like I mean, you know, they're not disrespectful. They're good kids, but if mommy, right. if mommy's man, oh, you know, I yeah, that's the way it should be. You got a tougher job. You got to raise a man. That's a that's a. I just got to make sure I love my daughters. <laughs> yeah, it's a little trickier nowadays, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, though, and like you, you know it too better than anybody. If you're a good person around your kids, that more than anything speaks volumes, and they're gonna adapt to that. So you know, as long as I make sure I don't become you know a mess up out of nowhere, we should be all right. A hundred percent. Now let me ask you: you got first of all, you're young as hell. You you got. I'm not. There's no clock on your career. Do you ever think about when it's all said and done, what you want to do, the next chapter, like? whether it's fucking 10 years from now or less or anything. What do you think you're going to be doing after this? Uh, so I've been, hopefully I was going to try and do it sooner this year, but I just ended up having fights back to back, but I will be starting, uh, it'll start out as just grappling, but I will be starting opening up my own school in Wisconsin. 
So that'll be hopefully February ish. I'll get that up and running. Um, you know, I already got the, the place and everything is pretty much set up and ready to go. It's just a matter of uh, logistics and getting, getting the schedule down pat to know, you know, start out three, probably three days a week. Cause I'm still fighting and everything like that. And then, um, you know, I'll probably have a couple classes three days a week and a kids program and, you know, we'll go from there. What exactly, what's the, what do you know the name of it and what will be taught there? It'll be jujitsu or your own grappling system or. So it'll start out as a, it'll, the name will be GM3's combat grappling, but it's going to be pretty much a jujitsu school and the whole point of it will be more, uh, more towards like, I'm not going to necessarily like force it down anyone's throat and we'll still have a gi and stuff. And I'll definitely still be teaching like jujitsu for jujitsu, but it all most of it is going to be geared towards like MMA and fighting or like if you had to use it for self-defense or something. So, and the nice thing about that is, is everybody feels like they have to separate those things. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we, you know, they have like a, we have a jujitsu with punches class or a combat, whatever. And it's like this whole other entity. I can teach you pretty, like 99.9% .9 of the same stuff with a gi on and not force it down your throat. You won't even know you're learning it, but it'll be like, yeah, this will actually be better. You know, I'm going to emphasize, you know, maybe some things that are a little more practical and maybe, you know, not do as much spider guard, you know what I'm saying? But it's not, it's not going to be not a jujitsu gym. It's just going to be geared more towards MMA and that stuff. Have you taught, have you taught at all before? Have you, have you done any teaching? Yeah, absolutely. I've taught before. Um, I've helped out uh, at my buddy, Max and Ben Askren's academies before teaching kids wrestling. And then I've uh, like as an assistant and I've, you know, right now I'm the grappling coach for the fight team at Rufus sport, like specifically for, you know, our pro fighters. So I've been teaching for a little bit. A big thing I, I notice with, with the modern jujitsu is that the one thing they do not address in strict jujitsu or submission grappling uh, is just monitor, monitoring the, uh, the distance, make, controlling the distance. Distance management. It's like they don't care if somebody's in reach of their face because they're wrapping around your leg. And and it's not that – and don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on leg locks because, damn, I got, I've got guys at my school that is, are just experts at taking your legs off. And I love it all. And I wish it was around when I was fighting because God knows I used to love to attack legs on the bottom. And I think I would have pulled some off, taking the leg. Just uh, – Gerald and Jimmy, maybe you can't – follow along with this when you're normally going for um a regular a heel hook attack ashigarami we never used to back in the day we never used to switch to an outside ashi in that role we would just have the guy roll if you don't get it you get on top which i normally would do in a fight nowadays right. if i had that little minute detail of what you're going for taking down why I, I shit man i think i would have ripped some heels off but anyway i where the fuck am i going with this i'm going with when you're going strictly for submission, they do not worry about the threat of a strike. So when there is one, like I had a buddy, one of my students do a, um, who's phenomenal, try out the combat jujitsu. And he was like, oh, that was different. And I'm like, yeah, the whole thing is, you you're, well, you're, you never know by rolling with him because he's fucking phenomenal. But they're not used to managing the distance. They're not used to using the legs to create space. You know, they're usually, usually, usually just using it to bring them on top. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. And that's a, that's the thing too, right? It's like, luckily for me, I happened to learn when I started learning jujitsu, I pretty much did everything at once. So I never, I never had grappling without the threat of being punched and elbowed in the face. Yes. You know what I mean? And even the first, uh, you know, my first probably 10 fights, I fought on a show where we could still uh, stomp soccer kick and knee to the head of a grounded opponent. So I had to worry about that too. So like, 
any since I've started, anytime I'm grappling, doesn't matter if I'm with the with the fight team, or if we're sparring, if I'm just doing regular jujitsu, I will never let myself be in a position where you're just gonna start hitting me. And even if you think you can, I'm going to do something and have a reaction off you attempting to do that that's gonna throw you off balance or keep me safe for the most part. And I think that's to your point that distance management, like, oh, I can hang out here in the guard and I don't need to do this or whatever, or like attack, you know, one thing I see a lot too. And I think part of this is because of uh, like, especially now, right in the IBJJF, especially they have this kid's rule where uh, in a lot of other places, you can't finish a triangle while grabbing the head, which I think is like the dumbest thing ever. Because like, if you want to control someone's posture, you grab their freaking head. And I feel like a lot of people get away with relying so much on either gi grips on the sleeves or like the collar, uh, you know, just hanging out with their legs and like having the other person passively just be down in their guard and trying to pass like that, that they don't learn that like you, almost like a little tie clinch or collar tie, like you got to get their head down one way or another or get it down with your legs and then keep it down and manipulate it in such a way that A, they can't hit you and B, you can get the proper angle for a submission or a sweep. And I think that's kind of, you know, one of those like ABC steps that kind of gets overlooked because it's not really a thing anymore in some of the sports arena that like, you know, you try to do that in a fight, you're going to get your head taken off. No, yeah, that's that's the the pros and cons of it where it's great that these guys that are doing jujitsu never have to take a punch and they can do all these matches, go in, smack hands, both sit on their heads. I don't know. They don't have to deal with that threat of ever getting struck. Whenever I learned jujitsu, when I learned jujitsu, I should say, it was always geared for the what's better in a fight. Even like in the gi competition, the, the IBJJF um, rule set was made for what's better in a street fight. But then people ended up manipulating those rules to win a fight. In other words, we both start standing. Two points, get the fight to the floor. That's great. You get a better position and clear guard, three points. The best position in a fight, four points for the mount or the back with both hooks because that's the best position in a fight. You know what I mean? These are the things right. that right, right. was instilled in your head. So when you're, you know, you get, you get upset if you're on top and then you're on bottom and a guy gets on top of you because, yes, you're instilled, oh, I gave up points. But now in a fight, you're on bottom. You understand? So it, it held water from I got a competition to get ready for in jujitsu and then I have a fight. A month after, my mindset still is the same in a sense. You understand? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Well, the competitors more back then too. Yeah, competitors more back then too. You know, you would play that similar type game more, but now, and to your point, even like manipulating the the rules, not you know manipulating, but playing the game kind of right. Sitting crisscross just on bottom, just so now they're not worried about takedowns. They're going to sweep you. Yeah. Well, walk up to somebody in a fight and sit down in front of them, and see if they'll kick you straight in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 different with that stuff. They need to still learn that, you know. Yes. Self defense sounds like a dirty word. It sounds like because anytime you say it, it sounds like it's like an old fashioned like somebody in a college course saying now now it's something stupid. But meanwhile, you're saying. Yeah. Would this work if you get attacked in a parking lot or you get attacked on a subway or in a nightclub or whatever? So I don't know. We right. like to keep it real, Jimmy. Yeah, that's interesting. Gerald. <laughs> so I'm excited about your school, dude, because you're headed towards my life. That only again. I love it. <laughs> I mean, hey, after today, I got my youngest doing the uh, at five o'clock doing my jujitsu uh, at my school. She's there like five days a week. My other daughters are there when they're not at dance. 
I'm there, I'm there doing the 7 a.m. class. It's fun. It's what we like to do, Gerald. You don't want to do these fighting in a cage for 20 years and, and fucking go get a real job. No, that's a, well, that's the thing. I love being in the gym. I love coaching. Uh, I love helping people. And, you know, there's nothing better to me than, like, seeing the people that I'm close with succeed that I've put so much time into and, like, because it's one thing if you understand the move right or you get it down, like it's cool and everything, but to like show somebody something specifically and then you see that light bulb go off and then they hit it in the competition and they kind of take it and make it their own. That's a whole other. It's so such a great feeling. Are you are you a patient coach? Uh, I like to think I'm pretty patient. I mean, you know, there's definitely some pattern breaking where I won't be patient sometimes. But, you know, a lot of times there's, you know, everyone's got their own style. I'm one of the guys like I'm going to I'm going to give you which I want what I want to do. You know, to a point, I'll answer any questions because at a certain point, if you keep asking questions, be like, dude, you just got to do it and figure it out yourself, yeah. right? But, uh, you know, this is what you're going to do. This is what I want you to do. The reason is because these opportunities and, you know, detriments lie in wait for you there, and then you'll figure it out from there. And, like, I try to answer questions as honestly as possible because, you know, there's little things, too, sometimes where we're like, or, or even if I don't know something, you know, especially in the gear, like, oh, what if they're doing this certain thing? Or do you know how to hit this certain, like, loop choke or something from there i'm like hey look man i'm not the one who does all that fancy stuff i've got my guy over here who does that he'd be better to ask or if you have like a video i can watch with you and maybe we can break it down together but i'm gonna be honest with you i just don't do that not everybody doesn't know everything and they shouldn't be teaching everything even though some guys act like they should and i'm just not going to be that i know that what i can show you will keep you safe and help you win you want to expand and do stuff out of that, you can experiment yourself or I can find someone to help you along your way. That's important as an instructor, dude. That, that, you know that, what I think that is also? That's the fact that you're a fighter and it, it shows that you're, you're secure with yourself. Some guys that never fought or anything, they're, they're trying to just keep up with the Joneses and they're trying to do the, late, the latest leg lock. And I'll tell you, you have to have the white belt mentality. I was, I was just at Disney with my family and I had some of my leg lockers. I had my, my Jedi, Jason Rao, and uh, a couple of my other guys send me some of their best escapes from that 50-50. Cause dude, I'm still, when I was coming up, I got stuff that's just instilled in my brain from just repping and it and from doing so much that I, I'm, I love my, I have a solid game, but that doesn't mean I got the latest fuck. I don't know everything either. So I love like, like studying these new things and getting that into my arsenal. Even if I'm not going to be that guy living on the legs, especially my fucking knees, I like to be able to take that away and get on top. Oh, yeah. Fuck smashing Kimura people like Gerald Mershad. That's right. I love it. I love jujitsu. Jimmy, we got to get you to fly back into a I know, dog. I know. I was taking some kickboxing, but then the pandemic hit. You know, I was, I, I won't even say I was training. I was just taking some kickboxing, but I loved it. I loved it. I don't know how good I'd be at jujitsu. I was just... Somebody on top of me, I don't know if I would handle that well. I'd probably get very claustrophobic and scream. I would, really, I would be a fucking buzzkill in class. <laughs> Gerald, well, who else baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, when, when you're not training or with your, your newborn, give us something else you're doing. Give us another hobby you're doing that's unrelated to MMA. Anything, anything you like to do? You're throwing axes. you got a crossbow. What do you like to do? <laughs> what do you like to do? Oh, man. Well, lately it's just been busy busy on you know, me and my wife's busy season is right now and i've been working a lot but otherwise it's just you know taking care of the animals um i've really been getting into like cooking a lot more lately and stuff like that you know i got like a smoker and stuff like specifically i really like smoking and grilling and cooking steaks and like getting more doing more of that stuff and just you know preparing my own food and 
doing fancier and fun things. Like it's very caveman-ish right now, but uh, that and I like introducing my wife to a lot of new foods because like when I first met her, her food categories were like hot dogs and pizza. And she had no idea that all these other wonderful things existed out there and like, like different from like different parts of the earth and stuff like that. Like she thought ramen was just top ramen, like the instant stuff that you buy in the, you know, 99 cent packs. And I showed her like actual ramen and pho and all that stuff. So uh, I've been, been a little bit easier to mess around in the kitchen if you don't, don't have time to go and do like another activity. Gerald knows how to cook. I mean, we just had just a, a, a cigar Eubanks. Yeah. And she was cooking also. Everybody's using their time to for the right way to utilize. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy? And I'm just playing fucking video games. I should be in the kitchen. I should be in the kitchen instead of murking fools in VR. It's so much fun, though. Yeah. Anyway. Well, if you have a passion for it, if you want to cook, cooking is one of those things. I don't think you can take up cooking just to if you have a desire to do it and to be better at it. You can you can learn it, but it seems like it can be very tedious if it's not something you want to do. Yeah. Well, I like. So there's definitely certain things that I just. I enjoy watching it because I, I, I really appreciate like the, you know, the science that goes into it, the artisticness, uh, the self-expression, like it, it really is like, there's a lot into it if you really do it well. Um, so like certain things, it's just fun to watch. Like I got, uh, was it guys grocery games is on like all day today. So I'll probably just have that playing on in the background in my room to like, they they'll just take whatever ingredients and make some crazy stuff. And that's cool to watch. But, uh, yeah, like, like I said, for now, it's mostly like steaks and like different roasts and stuff like that, a lot more of the meat. And then, you know, I'll slowly start working more and more on the sides and, you know, we'll see how involved I want to get with it. But I probably won't be out here like making my own, you know, noodles in like a press or something for spaghetti and like doing al dente, fresh Italian authentic stuff. But we'll get there. Already what you're talking about is impressive. If it's not a fucking Hot Pocket or an Ego, I'm lost. I don't know. I can't. Keep me out of there, man. My wife, she knows how to cook. Thank goodness. Now I'm hungry, Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Let's let Gerald go. Now, Gerald, you're making us. <laughs> yeah, you're the uh, the main, um, main fight of the uh, of the prelims against uh uh dustin uh oh, i can't read my fucking eyes are really... you're right jimmy i i literally i don't have my glasses on uh yeah dustin stolfus um i am blind i don't want to put my glasses on i just don't want to do it i don't want to it's give it knows us i don't get embarrassed no but i don't Gerald. like it I, I just don't like looking at myself in glasses i just i know i'm getting old but i just don't want you're not you're not you're not alone in that but listen to me i know we i love looking at you jimmy Thank i can't you. say that very kind <laughs> Why would I attack you in front of Gerald? Gerald, man, listen, dude, we always love watching you fight, bro. You know? Hey, I appreciate it, man. I love fighting. I love that you guys love watching me. It's it's great to be back again, and it's great talking to you guys. Yeah, good talking to you too, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you after the fight. Bye. Let's talk a couple a little, a couple fights, okay. and let's get out of here. You know? You know what movie I watched when I was away? I, um... It's a good movie. What the fuck is it? Spencer for not Spencer for oh. Spencer official. Mark Wahlberg's in it, and and he's in it with uh I don't know. It's him and he's and the other guy's is, is uh what's the other the sarcastic old guy? What the hell's his fucking name? I don't know, but he plays like um Spencer official. What the fuck is it? I don't know. Guys, look it up. I have look no idea what you're talking Mark about. Wahlberg. No, they're looking it up. The producers, ah. Spencer something on netflix put mark Wahlberg, spencer 
It's either Spencer official or Spencer hire. We have to know hire. Spencer confidential. Spencer for hire. Somebody. Spencer confidential. Okay. That's what it is. All right. Hey, good movie, man. Good movie. That's all I want to say. It's like one of those that it has like a humor to it. And it's got Mark Mark Wahlberg in it. And I forgot the guy who's who's with him, but he reminds me of my brother-in-law, Edwin. That's the guy who's with him. Nice. He's a good actor. But they're good together. Yeah. And they got to solve a crime about some corrupt cops. But Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. You got it. Spencer. Confidential. Jimmy. Jimmy. We almost have too much fun here. I know. Who are you picking? Let's do our our top three picks. I got to take Dawkins. Um. Yeah, you're taking third round stoppage. Yes, I am. I'm going to take Dawkins by decision. I don't think Lewis gets stopped uh, twice in a row. Okay. Oh, Stephen Thompson. Thompson okay, yeah, yeah. All right, listen. I'm saying Stephen Thompson by decision because he's still an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> I, want to, I want to say it like Dr. Evil. Say it like Dr. Evil. It's fun. He's an enigma. Um. Yes. I, I'm going to take... Uh, <laughs> I'll take one boy by decision as well. You have such patience, Jimmy. I love you. All right, listen to me. Amanda Lemos, Lemos versus Angela Hill. I'm taking Angela Hill by decision because she lost that one to Tisha, but it was close. It, it, it was very close. And she's been looking really, really good before that. Before that, that little hiccup with Tisha Torres, who's probably going to be fighting for the belt soon. So, you know. I think that uh, I think that Angela Hill's been looking awesome. I'm going to take Amanda Lemos by decision. She's ten one and one. I'm, I'm going to take Amanda. And who did you take for? So you, who did you take for the? Uh, we're, all right, so we're at odds with that. We agree to disagree. Yeah. And I'm going. I'm with taking Wonder Boy by decision, and I'm taking uh, Darkest. I am also Darkest by decision. I'm taking a lot of decisions. Wow. Ah, Ricky Simone. All right. Uh, oh, you yeah, are still going. Oh, we're going. We'll do one more. I, I think Ricky Simone will stop a Sunsau. Um, second round. I'm going to say Ricky Ricky Simone decision. Okay, that's what I said. You know why? Because he's looking better and better, and I think Sunset's been having a little uh, rough go lately. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. He's having a hard time, but don't you know he's fighting tough people, and uh, you know he's having a hard time. I wonder if if Cody Garber could take a page out of uh, Dominic. Cruz's book, even though it's a totally different book. Yeah. But he did have a couple of hiccups, Dominic. And uh I don't know. I just get I I just I think he should Cody should just take a little bit of time off. Yeah. And uh just rest his brain a little bit, work on his skill set. He got that fight to the floor, you know, very he timed that very well. Maybe some more ground control and being able to master and get in the fight down there. And that that's that, that's not a bad skill to have, you know what I mean? And that could save you from some some damage. Uh by the way. I'm really excited for Cub Swanson versus Darren Elkins. Darren Elkins is a madman. You know what I mean? And uh and and Cub Swanson's, you know, that guy's always in a fun fight. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Jimmy, other than that, man, nothing but love, brother. Yeah. Nothing but love. Jimmy, do it back. Yes. Do that back to me. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking to yeah, do it up. Don't put on chip chip in his face. Hold it up. Hold it up. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Ah, ah. I'm only kidding. Jimmy, I Jimmy, I miss you so much. I know we're gonna go right now. Is there anything you want to say to yours? What do you want to plug? Um, nothing. Just go to uh I, I have uh New Hampshire February 17th, Boston the 18th, and uh February 19th is Foxwoods in Connecticut. If you want to come see me live, come see me live because that's what I got. 
Jimmy, is it possible that one day you're just not going to show up anymore when I come on here? I'll Unfortunately, I'll it is you. possible, yes. <laughs> That's it, everybody. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.